This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's going well. I, uh, I've been, uh, doing some watercolor painting. Oh, fun. I, I have loved that in the past. Like, I like watercolor pencils. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of been getting back into it and I've been really enjoying that. So nice. it's been very good. I've been doing that. Well, I love it. Maybe someday if I make something good, uh, I'll show it. <laughs> I, well, I'm not prepared for that yet. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure you've it. already made something good, but okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this cool book that I'm learning all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, about good. how to do it. Yeah. It's fun. Very cool. Hi. So how are you? Well, I'm good. We made a very quick trip to Boise to get our dogs. Yes. Because our dogs so were babysat by our kids while we went uh, to Tucson last week. And we hadn't gotten them back yet. And I am just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, we're going to Boise to get our dogs back. It was also our oldest daughter's birthday, so of course we needed to go see her for her birthday and take her all of her plants. <laughs> she had a straight-up plant birthday from us. because I'm uh, sure she did. <laughs> she's wild for plants. She needed them. She needed them. <laughs> yeah, she needs them, all right. I saw a meme today that said, do you know what that tingly feeling is in your body when you walk into a plant shop? It's all the common sense leaving your body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I've had that feeling a time or two in the crystal shop as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. that's more me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it was fun. We ate at some of our favorite places down there. Went to shop at Trader Joe's because we don't have a Trader Joe's anywhere near us. So we always have to go hit them. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Holy moly. Boise was mm. fantastic. Nice. It's not amazing here, but oh, good. Cranky is also a plant fool. Okay. Well, good. I bring plants home without any real concept of whether I can keep it alive. And that's probably my biggest problem. Now, I will say that uh, between Scott and I, uh, you know, we've kept some plants going fabulously well and killed plenty more. So, you know, it's always a work in progress. I have a black thumb. Give me a dog or a cat or a kid. I'm fine. Plants, not happening. Can't do it. Last week, Matea bought me a string of dolphins. Oh, yes. She showed and it. So, yeah, they're a succulent and they have these little, you know, they have, they look like tiny dolphins leaping off of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have killed them in the past and a string of turtles and a string of pearls and mm-hmm. shut up. 
a sow. It's looking amazing. So good. far, so good. And it's not that I don't follow directions. I really do. But somehow, you know, it's just the way it is. But actually, the most exciting thing that happened this week. You guys might have remembered last year that I was uh, trying to build my own murder of crows around here. Yes, yes. Because we're not already the creepiest people on the street. And <laughs> so I've been feeding the crows. Well, my crows came back. That's so And cool. they brought me a present. Now, I've heard that's a big deal. When they start yes. bringing you something shiny, you know you're in. Yeah, you're in the family. Yeah. Yes. So they brought me a screw oh. of all things. They brought me a screw. Now, um, I showed Scott the screw and he goes, yeah, mm -hmm. see that green paint? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so they stole it. Uh, and then they, yeah. They, yeah, they stole a screw from us and then they re-gifted it to us. And that was fine with me. Just completely fine. I was so excited when I went out to the feeder. And I know it wasn't there because I've been feeding them, you know, this last week. And there was nothing in the feeder except for just all the peanut shells I've been cleaning out of it every day because they're just going ham on peanuts. And what did my wandering eyes appear? Wondering? Wandering? I think it's wondering. Mm -hmm. um, it's screw. Somebody <laughs> said I got screwed by the crows. <laughs> but they left me, a, the, the crows gave me a good screw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Anyway, so I'm ridiculously excited about it. And I can't wait to see what they steal from me to give me next. Yeah. <laughs> that's the screw right there. <laughs> wow. It's quite a gift. <laughs> I'll treasure it forever. <laughs> and I took it. I took it out because I thought if you leave it, maybe they, you know, don't. The exchange isn't intact, you know, like you need to take it. Right. They, yeah, yeah they may feel that you have spurned their gift and that would not be good. Right. That wouldn't be good because when you go outside and they're hungry, they have words with you. I don't, I don't want to piss them off. I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that's what's up. Yeah. Well, it is Wednesday night. Yes. And we do have all kinds of case updates. Want to say hi to our chatters, though. Yeah. Hi to Cranky and Jamie, Amy, Renee, Moonbeam, other Renee, Aaron, JR. Looks like Amy's been doing some gardening, huh? Oh, we're not quite there Already? yet. Already? Wow. Oh, we've got Fran. We've got Paula. Yeah. Let's see. Corin. Lynn, L. Anders. Hey, everybody. Good to see everybody here. You know, here's what we did. We built a new greenhouse in the fall. And now we need to put stuff in it. So we have two greenhouses now. And now the other one, we usually just run tomatoes in. But now we have a huge one that we built mostly to keep our aquaponics fish alive over the winter. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mary Jo. So we have all of these koi in this giant, uh, well, pool thing that we cycle the water through all of our hydroponics or our aquaponics in our greenhouse. But the, the system we had wasn't, uh, it was freezing in the winter. And so they would either die, which sucks, or we brought them in last year in a big tote and that also sucked. And so this year we built them their own greenhouse and they overwintered really nicely. We didn't lose a single one. But now we've got this huge greenhouse that needs to have things planted in it. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell to do with it. So something mm -hmm. has to happen. Some gardening of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, 
we'll get going. <laughs> Aaron says, technically, the crows are just borrowing my things, truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. borrow and then they give them back. I wondered. Amy said, set it in some resin and make a necklace. <laughs> I seriously considered it. Or like a keychain. Yeah. This is my okay. very first crow gift. <laughs> <laughs> or like, means a lot to me. Pendant. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Cranky, I would let you plant it for me. Yep, I would. Well, we got to figure out if we want to just till up the ground and just, you know, like plant directly into the ground. If we want to build garden boxes, if we want to do it in aquaponics, which makes more sense than anything else. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. Lots of big, boring decisions to make. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just benefit from whatever you grow. Right. <laughs> what you want in the greenhouse. Let I'd me be know. growing nothing. That's what <laughs> I'd be growing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, well, we probably better hit it because we have got a lot of stuff uh, this week. As you guys probably know, the suspect, they have uh, arrested a suspect in the New York City, Washington, D.C. shooting. These are things that happen to us in true crime. (laughs) (laughs) It drives me crazy, but it happens because, you know, this is the Internet and it's how it works. Uh, We recorded that episode on uh, Tuesday or no, sorry, on Monday night, Monday, Monday, knowing that I was going to be out of town yesterday. So we recorded a day early and sure as hell, they arrested that guy before our episode (laughs) even broke. (laughs) So I think to solve cases in the future, we just need to make a pre-report and I'm pretty sure because that's happened to us mm-hmm. a, a couple of times. So well, yeah, happened with the West case a week or two that's ago right. as well. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't except for that. Then people are like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. We're like, well, we did at the time. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I don't know, but I don't care. I, I'm glad they caught him. I mean, my God, this has been terror. Yes. Terror and... in both of these cities. So let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Gerald Brevard III, and Gerald has been a pretty lost guy. He has a history of arrests. Uh, He's been in and out of mental health institutions several times. He's been homeless himself repeatedly, and they they do not know why he's been doing this. They don't know. What we do know about him is that uh, it was his family. That uh, tipped off. It looks like uh, from what they're saying that it was family and potentially friends. They had multiple tips Mm -hmm. after they started releasing the uh, video and the pictures of him Mm -hmm. and that led him right to him. So he wasn't Mm -hmm. super hard to find and they were able to bring him in alive. Good. I'm glad people are doing that. You know, we we had an episode about that this week uh, talking about Brian Laundrie and, you know, but Mm -hmm. if you have a family member that's suspected of committing murders, turn them in. Turn them in. Not only will it save other people's lives, it will save their life. Yes. You know, yes. if they can be arrested peacefully and then investigated, like, it's so much better. It just, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yeah. Well, his dad is just heartbroken. He has oh, tried and tried to get some mental health help for him. And, in fact, in 2019, he finally managed to get him committed, and they kept him for four days. Oh, let him out gosh. and said that he seemed fine. And his dad said he wasn't fine. He's not been fine. I know fine. I know my son is not fine. Oh, no, they kept him for a week. Sorry. But yeah. And that was, uh, he was standing, he, it was because he was in court to stand trial over uh, some other, he said, had several charges of assault. Uh, 
Uh, he was currently living with a great aunt. He's kind of bounced around from family members because he's not very good at holding down a job. Mm -hmm. He gets a job. He's actually a electrician's apprentice journeyman, but he mm -hmm. hasn't been working in that for a little bit. He's been working in, uh, oh, in a restaurant for the last while. But uh, one of his aunts did an interview and she said he's kind of always got a new job. She said every time you hear about it, it's because there was some kind of personality conflict or conflict at work that he just couldn't work with. And yeah, so he's never actually, his dad says he's never actually been truly uh, diagnosed or treated for mental health issues, even though it's clear that he needs that. They've just really been unable to get him any help or get him to get some help. That's probably more it. Yeah. If he were, you know, more interested in seeking out help for himself, he would have had more help. But mm -hmm. it's hard with adults. It's way hard with adults in the U.S. Yeah. It is. Well, and here's what's wild. They found him. He was walking around in Washington, D.C. at 2.30 a.m. Oh, no. He may have been getting ready to whack somebody else. I don't know. They didn't oh, say if he gosh. had a weapon with him or anything. But uh, 2.30 in the morning and he's wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad they caught him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So that is what we know. And we don't know if he is responsible for other crimes that they just haven't linked him up with yet. I feel like that is very possible. But we probably won't know that for a while. But I really suspect we'll probably hear that down the road that uh, yeah. he's either confessed to or they've, you know, put two and two together on some other stuff. But mm -hmm. it's just a really sad and unfortunate situation. Yeah, it surely is. Yeah. But good on his family. Mm -hmm. That That mm -hmm. is the right choice right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and his poor dad. He's just, it's so sad. He's so heartbroken and so sad for the families going, I, sh I knew, you know. No. I've been saying it for years. I've been begging someone to help this guy and I can't get anything. So mm -hmm. anyway, so there it is. Yeah. So let's see, Christy, where do you mm -hmm. want to go first? Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the West situation. Yeah. So as we know, the parents of the West boys that were missing mm -hmm. uh, were indicted by a grand jury. And so this is getting major. What's happened now mm -hmm. is that the the judge has now ordered a gag order on everybody involved in the investigation, anybody that has any of the evidence, access to any of the evidence, and now even the witnesses that testified at the grand jury are all under a gag order. So yeah. they are locking this case down. They do not want to run any risk of, um, you know, anything leaking out that could affect the jury pool. You know, they don't mm -hmm. want anything going wrong here. So everything is under a gag order. Their attorneys agreed to that in court mm -hmm. um, and did. They were the ones that asked not only, you know, all the investigative people in the prosecutor's office and stuff, but. Can we also um, notify everybody who testified in the uh, uh, grand jury is also yeah. being gagged? Yeah. Hi, Betty. So we Some don't of them know. have already been talking, but now they're shut down. Yeah. Well, they have until. 
Well, they had until the fifteenth, yeah. so yesterday. Yeah, they yeah. had until yesterday to notify them that hey, you can't speak about this at all. They mm-hmm. shouldn't have been anyway, mm-hmm. um, because grand jury testimony is uh, secret. But anyway, so yeah. I mean, I think we're going to be looking at either they're going to plead to something or some massive trial. Yeah. Yeah. And you well, know, the bio family is just asking, yeah. please just tell us where the bodies are. Right. Just tell us where they are. So we can bury our boys. Um, yeah. That, however, has not come no, forward as of I yet. I don't know that it will. I have no faith in these people to do the quote unquote right thing. No, you know, I don't either. Nothing I mean, but the wrong thing so far. So Right. I mean, we know at this point that the boys were dead three months before they were reported missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the details are pretty horrifying. I think that's why they're locking it down because uh, some of the things that did come out initially, like in the indictment, uh, indicate that uh, the trauma to the children was uh, caused not just by the adults, but by they forced the other children to uh, to harm these little boys. And I, there are some horrible, horrible details that uh, I, I can see why they want to lock it down because they don't mm-hmm. want to F up the jury pool any further. They want to be able to uh, not take any chances. Yeah, they, they really want to hold this trial in the county where the kids were killed, which is Kern mm-hmm. County. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's talk of, of trying to move the trial as well. I mean, this yeah. has been a very highly publicized missing persons case that's gone on for over a year. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to stay in the same. Yeah. Um, well, it's not know, like it's Fremont County. county. <laughs> no, it's, it's a big least, place. This yeah. Is, but, you know, Bakersfield area, California. But yeah, still, I don't know. I mean, there's there's been a lot of talk about this case publicly. So, yeah. Hi to Stephanie, Betty, Jessica. Good to see you all. What is wrong with these people? Oh, right. well, and I'm I'm very curious to see what the other fallout is in yeah. this case. How did these kids get out of their placed? mother's care and into these people's hands the way they did? Yeah. How yeah. how were they so quickly able to adopt? I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the system is not that fast at all. No. There are laws about here. Well, and there are laws, and I don't know for sure what California's is, but in Idaho, children have to be in foster care for 15 months before prime before parental rights can be severed. So parents have 15 months to get their kids back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that there wasn't even enough time from the time they went into care to the time that they were adopted was less than 15 months. Yeah. And I mean, adoption takes a while. It's not just like, oh, these, you know, these guys want to adopt these kids. We'll just take them. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to go through. It took us six months. Yeah. Of all this stuff you have to go through to adopt children out of the foster care system because they're trying to ensure that they go to safe homes who can care for them. You know, you have to, you have to have a physical, you have to have turn in all your financials. I mean, there's all this stuff that you have to do. And then you have to have visits in your home with yep. an adoption worker for, you know, we had, our, we had, we did that for six months and not, I don't think that this, I don't think this went the way that it's supposed to go yeah, at all. And so there's, there's going to be some major fallout, not only for, the Wests, but the workers in this case or who pushed this through so quickly and what rules did they break? Cause they broke some rules. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be. And there's rumors that the, the West actually had family members that worked in CPS that, right. uh, that threw this forward. Yeah. So, yeah, that are true. There's going to be there. It looks like there's already an investigation opened and there will be some fallout. It'll be interesting to see what we get to know. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, were we going to update the Oakley Carlson case? Yes. And let's do that. Um, so Oakley Carlson is a little of another like four year old little girl, five year old little girl that is missing from Oak Harbor, Washington. We've talked about her case a few times. This is the case in which her dad met her mom because he was a police officer and responded to a domestic violence call and they ended up together. And then they ended up on mess and it's been a disaster for the children. And now little Oakley has been missing for an undetermined amount of time. One of those that we don't know how long Oakley's been gone. Um, it sounds like it could be at least six months, maybe more. We did a whole episode on this, though, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, but there's been some charges. The parents have had some charges not related to Oakley. They haven't been charged with Oakley's uh, disappearance yet at all. But uh, what we do know is that the parents had a couple of sets of charges. One was because Oakley's sister requires uh, a growth hormone, a medical uh she has a medical issue and requires growth hormone daily. And they hadn't been giving it to her for the last 18 months or so. And so they charged them for that, for uh, neglect. But they also did uh, were charged because some of the children were discovered to have methamphetamine in their systems, particularly the two-year-old little boy and one of the other's uh, siblings. God. So dad pled not guilty to this back just a month ago, back in February. And the charge was uh, two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance. Uh, Well, on Monday, he flipped and pleaded guilty. This dude has never even had a speeding ticket before. And now he's got all of these child endangerment uh, and neglect charges and a missing child. It's awful. It is awful. awful. So uh, it is a class B felony. Maximum punishment is 10 years in prison and or a $20,000 fine. So he will be sentenced. uh, The expected sentence will be six to 12 months per count uh, because of a plea agreement. But uh, he won't be sentenced until March 28th. So that's coming. But uh, this is such a mess. They said that the children had extremely high levels of methamphetamine in their systems, suggesting they had either been exposed to the drug or may have actually ingested it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is horrifying. hmm Yep. So police are saying that they do believe that Oakley is deceased, but they the case is active because they haven't found her. And they said they are waiting on search warrants to come back on cell phones and emails and whatnot. Uh, before they move forward. So I'm curious about why he pled guilty to this. Right? Yeah. Like, what is the strategy behind that? That's interesting. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Yes, her former foster parents are absolutely beside themselves. Yeah, yeah the people in their community that have tried to help these kids, uh, yeah, and foster them is absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely horrifying. So, yeah, it is really weird to me, too, that he suddenly pled guilty to this. But what else? Right. And mom didn't. Hmm. Mom didn't. So she's also charged with two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance and one count of abandonment. And she's pled guilty to all charges. And she is uh, she's going to die on that hill, apparently. So she goes to trial on April 19th. Wow. So maybe dad's trying to take the fall for her. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure what this is about, to be honest. But uh, at any rate, I think that there will be charges coming for the parents. They're just not quite done with their investigation on that yet. In the meantime, of course, now the kids at least are safe. And these guys are behind bars for something so that they can get all of their charges together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the West parents already had four kids. They had two bio and two adoptive sons, all boys. Yeah, and then they adopted yeah. these two boys too. I know. No, it it doesn't make sense at all. And yeah, Joy, I I understand. So in t- Tennessee, you can adopt in six months if parental rights are terminated or surrendered. Yeah, but get this: in just over a year, these kids went into foster care. Parental rights were terminated by the mm-hmm. state. And adoption was complete in just over yeah. a year yeah. in the California system. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And dads are saying that they were never even notified. Right. There are questions about were dad's rights terminated? Like, mm-hmm. were or they were, even? Were dad's rights violated? Yeah. Yeah. There's major There's, questions there. This is a huge mess. Uh, do we know how law enforcement knew the boys were gone for three months before their adopted parents reported them missing? Uh, I do not know for sure, Stephanie. My understanding is that that was due to testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out in the, in the grand jury testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know why they, you know, who said that or how they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think they were dosing the uh not the West kids, the Oakley, the Carlson kids. So they wouldn't be, oh, any work for the parents? I, I have no idea. Now, we do think that they were cooking meth in the house because if you remember this case, there was a fire. That's right. This is when other adults recognized that Oakley wasn't around. There was a fire in the house and the parents said it's because Oakley was playing with a lighter on the couch, but there's no Oakley. And then uh, when you see pictures of the house and where the fire actually is, it's next to the microwave. And there was a real, uh, and the fire happened. They didn't report the fire to uh, authorities until well after it happened. And they kind of suspect that there is some kind of a, um, you know, that that perhaps they were cooking meth and that that's Mm -hmm. actually what caused the fire. And it's possible that just cooking meth, using meth uh, in the house in front of these kids could have been enough to get it into their systems. Mm-hmm. They're not. I don't know that they're entirely sure. I mean, the kids aren't tiny. The, the, there's the two-year-old, but then there's an older sister. There's two older sisters that you would think might be able to, you know, shed some light on some stuff. These mm-hmm. are the same children who told a teacher that uh, Oakley was had been eaten by wolves in the forest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So they'd been told some kind of story. Yeah. About why she wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah. Which is horrifying. 
Yeah, meth cooking, you're right, Joy. She said meth cooking around children is severe abuse. Oh, yeah, horrifying, yeah. horrifying. Yeah, for sure. So that's what's happening with the Oakley Carlson case. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're close to charging these two fools. You know, they lived in a big wooded area and they have searched those woods until, you know, to high heaven, hoping that they could find her there. But so far, no such luck. No, yeah. Oakley's nowhere near the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, local news in Seattle saying that Oakley's only going to get six to 12 months per count. That's he could get a lot more, uh, but it sounds like because he is a first time offender, he's probably not going to get a lot more. Right, yeah. right. But I mean, this is only the beginning. Yeah, totally. So we'll keep an eye on this one. It's a little bit closer to us. And Lauren, thank you for keeping an eye on it, too. I appreciate you a lot. She's more on the ground than we are over there. So sure. Yep. Okay, uh, there has been a really uh, interesting sex trafficking bust that uh, we thought we'd discuss a little bit. It's not a uh, it's not a case update. It's a new case, but it still deserves some attention. So, Christy, do you want to go there? Yeah, there was an anti-human trafficking operation happening in Cleveland uh, during the NBA All-Star weekend. And one, I guess, good thing is that... Um, police are have figured out that around these big sporting events uh human trafficking will get really bad in big mm -hmm. cities which is horrifying mm -hmm. um so they did arrest eight men who were basically um trying to buy sex in one way or another yeah and they did um track down 15 people who were selling sex in one way or another and got them connected up with like human trafficking support and healthcare and social services and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm glad to see it because there's yeah. a becoming an awareness. Like we, you know, we learned that Sturgis is a huge, there's a big, you know, when the Sturgis yeah. bike thing happens, there's human trafficking goes up like crazy there around the Super Bowl. I mean, it just makes me sick and furious, but it is really nice to know at least that the police are becoming more and more aware of this and like human trafficking task force are getting involved mm -hmm. and trying to, first of all, protect people, mm -hmm. catch people trying to, you know, be involved and get people help who need it. Like they were yeah. looking at, at people more as victims, not as offenders, as far as the sex workers, which yeah, very much a better way of looking at this, mm -hmm. um, more looking at them as victims and that are in need of help, yes. not in need of jail, but yeah. people seeking it out, on the other hand, mm -hmm. going to jail. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was really good. Just another, like we're, we keep seeing it now around these big events. Mm -hmm. frankly, that mean a lot to men. Um, that's yeah. when we see human trafficking really going up. But I think it's cool yeah. that there's a lot more awareness about it now. It's a great approach to really narrow down where things are happening and get involved mm -hmm. on the ground right there. So I think that's, that's, it's interesting and it's encouraging, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it is yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, the shopping cart killer, Renee being held in her neck of the woods i have not seen any news about the shopping cart killer in a bit no no they're just they've got him and they're investigating yeah. but yeah i haven't seen any updates lately either yeah 
Yeah. Yes, Joy, yes. I did. Oh, she said, did you hear about the faith-based program for minor trafficking victims busted for trafficking? Yes, this happened in Texas. It's in a Texas. ranch there that is supposedly a place to help uh, yeah, teenagers that have been trafficked. And as it turns out, some of their staff were trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. And Taking pictures of the kids it, and selling the pictures. Mm -hmm. When they discovered it, they fired some people, but they didn't turn it in and or say shit and so now down the road authorities are discovering that this has been going on there and they were like oh yeah but we fired the people who did it so like uh hello are you, are you oh my god yeah no you don't just fire people doing that you call the police yeah because if they are not going to be doing it in your you know location anymore they'll just go somewhere else yeah i mean come on yeah Typical. I mean, that was sweeping shit under the rug to not have to have full accountability. I mean, that's you. Cannot... Oh, they're just protecting their license. Yeah, totally. Because they'd be in yeah. some deep shit. Yeah. Uh, well, now they are. Yeah, disgusting. Yep. Yeah, cranky. Always be suspicious of religious groups. You're not wrong, cranky. You're not wrong. I know. Wish that wasn't the case, but unfortunately, it just proves to be over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Well, you want to talk about, should we talk about Barry Morphew? No one wants to Do talk we about have Barry to? Morphew, but <laughs> not friend of the show, Barry Morphew. <laughs> we really, we really caught it when I said that about Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh man. We had to turn off the comments to that episode. It got so bad. Yeah. Yeah. People did not like us saying that Kyle Rittenhouse was not a friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Or anything Except else. Except he isn't. I will stand by that every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. But also not friend of the show. Barry Morphew. There's a huge petition going around right now to drop the charges against Barry because he didn't do nothing wrong. Okay. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, but here's the thing. You know, all this time, the, uh, you know, his defense team which i mean they're doing their job but they've been holding this line here that the prosecution you know they don't have anything they should have never even charged him well he had his prelim which preliminaries are always fun because we get to see a little bit of what's happening you know we get to see a little bit of what kind of evidence do they have that is uh you know why this is happening right yeah. Yeah. So that's always kind of exciting because you get to get a little bit more of a sense of why things are going on in the case. And now we know a few things about this that we didn't know before. One of the things that they found in the house were tranquilizer dart materials. I mean, so some of the exhibits that they released. Real. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, well, you just wait. Ah, this effing guy. So. <laughs> Included in the exhibits were text messages from Suzanne to a friend uh, where she was telling her about how the problems at home and how she felt like her marriage was over. And she wondered what she, the hell she was thinking, staying as long as she has and things like that. Uh, photos of all of the weapons that Mary Morphew has in that house. Uh, the tran tranquilizer dart materials. Uh, GPS data points from his truck and phone, because regardless of what the defense wants to say, he lied his ass off about where he was that weekend. 
Mm-hmm. They told many lies about where he was. And that's just true, you know. Uh, photos from inside their vehicles, screenshots from the Broomfield Hotel where he actually was the day that she was reported missing. So the narrative that the prosecution is holding is that they believe that Suzanne was murdered a day before she was reported missing. And then Barry went supposedly out of town on business. Funny how at one point he said he was out of town on a firefighter training, which turned out to be completely untrue. Then it was, no, he was out of town on business. Well, he was at the Broomfield Hotel. So here's a few things that we know now. She, so the texts are, you know, what we figured. We've seen these before, you know. Um, There's also the last text that Suzanne left for her husband. I'm done. I could care less what you're up to and have been for years. We just need to figure this out civilly. Uh, She was really asking for, you know, for a divorce. Um, One of the things they found lodged in the dryer was a sheath needle cap from the blow dart gun or the tranquilizer dart gun. Uh So Morphew says he was using the tranquilizer darts to sedate deer and remove their antlers. What? What? No, you weren't. Oh, my God. First of all. Hitting me. What the hell? No. That's illegal. Pretty sure. Secondly, where are the antlers, Barry Morphew? Yeah. Got any uh, receipts on that, dude? No, he doesn't. uh, You just go ahead and uh, blow dart the deer that you see in the neighborhood and steal their antlers? I mean. I mean, we knew he was a trash human, but come on. But right, you're doing this? Anyway, maybe he was. I don't know. But uh, maybe he was in the past. But this is their narrative. They think that he used that on her the day before. That he chased her around the house and shot her with the blow dart or the uh, tranquilizer gun. And then uh, after that, that he killed her. So, well, the like reason Cranky why says, antlers fall off, dear, you don't cut them off. Right. Right. <laughs> like that makes no sense at all. At all. None. I'm also just pissed that even what? Anyway. Yeah. God, what an asshole. But <laughs> so. There's some pings from his cell phone where it looks like he was literally running around his house in, this is where they think he was actually chasing Suzanne through the house. Oh my God. They asked him why he'd been running through the house and he said he was shooting chipmunks. In his house? Oh, for fuck's sakes. I mean, does this ever end? <laughs> does this ever end? And if so, where are the bodies bury more of you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So here's some of the weird stuff that happened. He, well, one of the things is that he was covered in injuries on his hands and arms that they say really could have been defensive wounds. Sure. He says that they came from tree branches that he got scratched up when he was out searching for his missing wife. No, Tayberry, whatever. (laughs) Anyhow, um, when there's, what are the things they found? was a spy pen that had captured the audio of a phone conversation that she had with Jeff Leibler, the guy she was having an affair with. Oh. They found it in the closet of the master bedroom. Which is odd. 
But the day he was reported missing, she was reported missing, uh, he checked into the Broomfield Hotel, which was about 150 miles away from their house. Supposedly, he was there on a construction job uh, building a retaining wall. So there's surveillance of him bringing loads of stuff into his hotel room, like a lot of stuff, like trash bags and stuff. Yeah, like way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and he changes his shirt and he leaves. And then they have surveillance of him making several trash runs at different locations, dropping bits of trash off in all these different spots, trash bags. Oh, my God. Which is very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Then when their daughters couldn't get a hold of Suzanne to wish her happy Mother's Day, then the dutiful husband got in his truck and went back home to help look for his wife. One of the things that he had was an elect, uh, an illegal gun. He had a short rifle that apparently is uh, possession of a dangerous weapon. I don't understand the gun so much, but there's pictures of it that uh, are, you know, with a tape measure measuring the barrel. And apparently this gun is not legal to have. So here's the charges. First degree murder, tampering with a deceased human body. Tampering with physical evidence, possession of a dangerous weapon, that's the short rifle, attempt to influence a public servant, forgery of public records, that's when he uh, went ahead and went and voted for her. Uh, That was the real voter fraud, boys and girls. He went Uh, there uh, for Trump on Suzanne's dead behalf. Uh, And misdemeanor elections, mail ballot offense. So those are all the charges. You know, his attorneys were just pretty damn sure they were going to get this just tossed right out of court and they would never make it through the preliminary because, you know, somebody said that uh, one of the investigators who has retired now said that they should have never charged him. It was the worst thing they could have ever done because they don't have enough evidence, blah, blah, blah. Well, this was quite a bit of evidence. Yeah, it was. It's quite a bit more than what they've been saying. So Mm -hmm. that makes me happy because I've been worried about this one. Yeah. So trial is supposed, I've been really worried about this one too. The trial is supposed to start in May. Yeah, I read that it probably won't though. Probably not. They're going to have to push it back because there's not enough time. I would imagine that's true. Everyone's going to start bawling about not having enough time for the voluminous uh, (laughs) evidence in this case too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where are the chipmunks' bodies, Stephanie? Good question. Yeah. We want to know where all the chipmunks' bodies are and where all of the deer antlers are. Right. And also... You're, you're tranquilizing deer and cutting their antlers off. Yeah. What the... <laughs> I really... Me too, Jane, Janie Lynn. I wish they would find her body. Yeah. I, I just make you wonder, though, how many pieces that body's in. And... Definitely. If that's why they haven't found her, because between here and 100 or their house and 150 miles away, he just stopped and threw away bits and pieces all the way there and all the way through that town. And God, it's so but sick. If that's true, where did he dismember her? Because that's right. a huge, messy job. Right. And they've not found that we know of anyway. Right. Evidence of like that level of like blood and stuff yeah but maybe they have and they're not sharing that too yeah if right lydia said uh, morpheus chipmunks are similar to chad's raccoons right yes exactly but also shooting at raccoons you just can't get low or uh, sorry at chipmunks you can't get lower no right 
first he's first he's sedating deer and cutting their horns off. <laughs> and now the old chipmunk defense, right? Yeah, Baron. <laughs> yeah. God. This all seems so believable. Mm-hmm. Somebody said he's he's going for the insanity to plead it's insanity defense because these excuses are nuts. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yes, they are. Yeah. Not fans at all. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that's what's up with that case. It's seriously, I just, I can't even with it. But, you know, how often does that happen? So did they, is the preliminary over? Did the judge rule on the preliminary hearing? Yeah, they scheduled the trial. So they did. Okay. That's, yeah. okay. Good. So he's held over for trial. Yeah. Well, I feel well, better about it now. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. if they've got a trial date, then yeah. Yeah. So one little uh, little uh, DNA for the win case. Yeah. I wanted to get a picture for you. I thought I had it. It turned out to be the wrong file. So hold on one second. This is little Miss Nobody. Yes. What a name. What a name to give this poor little thing. But little Miss Nobody is not little Miss Nobody anymore. Okay, here we go. Sorry, you guys. Uh, for some reason, well, I know why, because they don't really want us to steal them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, these guys, uh, some of the news stations, they make their files WEB uh, files and they don't show oh, up. Yeah, you can't use them. You can't use them. So anyway. All right. So here we go. So here she is. This was the child known as Little Miss Nobody for a really, really long time. For 61 years. Mm. So she, her body was found on the Arizona desert on July 31st, 1960. Wow. She had on a blue buttoned up blouse and shorts and her little tiny feet had on adult flip flops that had been cut down to fit her little feet. Oh, wow. She had painted fingernails and toenails, but they weren't sure of her race, her age, anything. And they started calling her Little Miss Nobody because they didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. And there has been investigations here and there into her death over the years, but they just have really never had anything. Yep. But the Yavapai County Sheriff's Office announced uh, on Tuesday that she would no longer be Little Miss Nobody because now they know who she is. Using DNA analysis, they have determined that her name is Sharon Lee Gallegos, or Gallegos, probably Gallegos. Mm. Uh, she was abducted, abducted from her grandmother's home in New Mexico when she was four. Wow. Yep. That's crazy that it took 61 years to identify her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we know her name is Sharon. Yeah. Oh, that's good. At least we know a name now. Yeah. One of the issues is that initially, uh, because they knew of this missing child, uh, that there was always been kind of a connection. Could this be her? But the initial investigators thought that the child they found was at least seven. Mm. And Sharon was four. And also the description of clothing that grandma said she was in versus what they found her in was different. Oh, boy. And so they just didn't. uh, They also did a footprint comparison and they weren't the same. So they had ruled her out of being Sharon. Hmm. Yeah. Well, 
forensics are much better now than they were 61 years ago. That's a long time. Yep, exactly. So now we finally know who she is and that she really is Sharon. Yep. Wow. So, uh, Stephanie, I wanted to tell you, yes, um, I am researching the Marceline case. And so we we're going to cover that next week. Yeah. Uh, we're, so. we're trying, we want to cover it very carefully because there's just so much trans hate out there right now. Yes. And that's one reason why I want to be super careful with it is mm-hmm. that it, it, it's hard when you cover, um, you know, tr- crimes committed by trans people because then it gets carried over into, well, that's because all trans people are pedophiles or whatever, you know, all that bullshit. So we're going to do it very carefully. But but yeah. yes, we are aware of it and we'll be covering that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They did say that the Morphew hotel room smelled strongly of bleach. That's right. Mm-hmm. He didn't dismember a body in that hotel room. No, but he had had to change his clothes and, yeah, you know, he was probably pretty muffed up himself and gross I'm- and... I'm sure I just am still like, that's something unless they know and they're just not reporting yet. There mm-hmm. has to be somewhere where he dismembered her body. If that, that was body parts that he was packing around. Yeah. Then where did that happen? Because they wouldn't, they, they didn't find anything that indicated that at the house. So, mm-hmm. well, it's 150 miles between point A to point B somewhere in right. there. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Joy, I'm not familiar with this case. She said, Samantha Thrasher did not get reduced bail on 314 for murder of her husband, one of my best friend's brothers, T.S. Thrasher. Wow. I don't know this case. I don't either. I'll have to go take a look at it, but I'm glad she didn't get bail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was uh, Mrs. Emler a big or a small lady? Suzanne? um, I don't know. I mean, I'm she was, not sure. She was not a heavy lady. She was a, a fit lady. She was a, a mountain biker. Well, that's right. Have they ever found the clothes you arrived at the hotel in? Well, that is my question because honestly, like, did he throw those clothes away? The way he carried bags in and out and went and threw shit away everywhere. It really makes me wonder if he threw those clothes away, but I don't know if we know that. Probably, but yeah, we, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. If he did it on the road, they could mistake the blood and stuff for an animal. Totally. Yeah. Right. Depending on where it was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I don't know. Any trail of uh, antlerless deer or chipmunks anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a terrible liar. Like, come on, man. Wait a minute. Okay. Bear with me here. Oh, chipmunks. No. Mm-hmm. Taxidermied. With antler horns. (laughs) Deer antlers. God. Somebody's probably done it. Yeah. Well, maybe Barry. Anyway, I digress. He's a, the defense said there's just no way that he used that uh, tranquilizer gun because it was broken. (laughs) You don't think he could have broken it while he used it or after he broke it? That's not necessarily a defense. No, it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Antlerless chipmunks, yeah. Good question, Frankie. Yeah. Uh she said if thinking if she was smaller, he could have carried her hidden. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how tall she was. Yeah, like a jackalope, but a chipalope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. A chipalope. See, oh, Barry wasn't killing his wife. He was just making a new hobby. Yeah. yeah he's just learning taxidermy. Ugh. 
awful. Anyway, so that's what we've got. Well, okay, that's not true. We didn't do Daybell. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about these assholes. We've already done enough. <laughs> okay. So the the uh, prosecution this week said, ah, we need a little more time. <laughs> and everyone's like, for God's sake, is this ever, ever, ever going to uh, like move forward? Good Lord, we just got spammed hard. Because they're supposed to have court on Friday, right? And so the state said they wanted to a continuance on the motion to sever. And the judge said, no, he said, nope, we are moving forward. We have had enough. Yeah, I was very pleased about that. And actually, so Paul uh, Scott Rice has been talking about that on Crime Talk. And mm -hmm. he just put out a video a little while ago tonight that said, was uh, is Judge mm -hmm. Boyce listening to Crime Talk? <laughs> right. I saw Cause, that. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because he was like, nothing ever gets done in this case. It, they just constantly continue things. And so I was glad because yeah. we just have to have these conversations and get this shit over with. It's just mm -hmm. taking too long. So here's what's going to happen. There's actually a hearing tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. on the 17th. And then we believe there's also a hearing on Friday. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. That is on the 23rd. So it looks like I thought this was Friday and I'm wrong. So we actually have court in the morning at 11 a.m. And then on the 23rd, there will be court again. Yeah. So that's what we know. So we're going to stream it. You know, we'll be here to uh, clutch those pearls and, you know. Crack jokes about uh, John Pryor. Whatever we do, sure. you know, kind of keep an eye on this. Oh, we did get spammed, huh? Naked oh, clothing. <laughs> oh, oh, naked without clothing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah we don't yeah, want that. Something. Yeah. I'll anyway, as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, so we'll be back in the morning at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. And we'll stream that. And then, of course, the very next week they have court again. So we should see some balls really kind of start rolling here. And I don't know if uh, if it's possible that Lori's spiffed up and coming back. I think we may hear that this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll know one way or the other. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So we'll see what happens. This is uh, pretty uh, important stuff in this case, I think. So wait a minute. Court's not tomorrow. It's Friday. Right? No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh. I thought it was Friday too, but Justin Lum five hours ago reported. I know I'm all I'm all off too, Chris, because I thought it was Friday. Yeah. So Justin initially he did report that it was on Friday at 9 30 a.m. Mm -hmm. But now he's saying there's a status conference tomorrow at 11 a.m. Okay. So maybe there's still court on Friday. I, I'm confused. But anyway, we'll be here. We'll keep an eye on it and we'll be here. Mm -hmm. so maybe there's court for Thursday and Friday this week I'm not entirely sure and there there could be because I know there's a bunch of stuff they have to address it's, mm -hmm. it's all kind of coming to a head right here at the end of this month so mm -hmm. but there is the motion to dismiss is supposed to be heard on the 23rd right so the motion to sever is supposed to be on Friday at 9.30 a.m. okay but now there's also a status conference tomorrow at 11 a.m. So maybe we have court three times this month for Daybells. I, I think we do. Mm -hmm. That sounds right to me for all the things that needed to be addressed. Yeah. 
Jesse Smollett. This one is a mess, isn't it? Do we yeah. think Jesse Smollett isn't guilty? He didn't lie. I think he is guilty. I do too. I wish he wasn't. I really, really, really wish I thought that. Yeah, yeah I, I as well, but I think he did. And his hearing has been this last week, and oh, boy, it has yeah. been dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it has. yeah. But uh, they are appealing, and the judge uh, let him, has ruled that he can leave jail until uh, the appeals process is uh, processed. Appeals process is processed. I, oh, hmm. I don't know. It's a double process. Gotcha. <laughs> There's a lot of processing going on. That's mm-hmm. what's up. Yeah. So we're going to be back tomorrow night for case up. No, this is case updates. We're going to be back tomorrow night for the psychic hour. And we will really be here this week. We're both we here and ready and all that stuff. So we will. Yes. It's happening. So it's 7 p.m. Mountain Time right here uh, through the live stream here on YouTube or Facebook. Or, of course, also uh, you might listen to it uh, via any of our uh, podcast streams or, you know, watch it later on, too. So either way. Yeah. It is disappointing. I agree. Damn it. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. Jesse Smollett, not us coming back. That's okay. Yeah, no. But That'll otherwise, we'll see you guys at 11 in the morning, no matter what, anyway. So we'll see what's up. And that's it. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. Uh, like, share, follow, you know, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We do have a Patreon coming that's going to be a barn burner. It's one of those uh, true crime things that we don't dare do on YouTube publicly because we don't um, like to get sued or harassed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're doing it on Patreon instead. But it is a case. It is a story that must be told. So. Oh, you guys are going to love it. You're going to mm-hmm. love it and hate it. And holy shit. But it really has to be. Uh, yeah. I'm more on the DL because. Yes, well, definitely. <laughs> we we don't want to get picketed. But <laughs> no, we don't. That's been happening right here where I live. That's yeah. With this story. So. We don't like it. So watch for that. It's not out yet. It'll probably be a couple more days before we get that one together. But Patreon's going to yeah, blow the doors off. So it is. thanks so much, you guys. Amy, bring, come tomorrow night with that a request, and we will definitely work on your brother's behalf for sure. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, this has been yet another episode of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Thanks, guys. <laughs>